Blog Talk Radio. You know the day destroys the night. Night divides the day. Try to run, try to hide. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side. Break on through to the other side, yeah. Hello, this is Cherokee Billy here, and I hope you're ready to break on through to the other side as we have an exciting show tonight with my special guest, Suzanne Taylor, and I know you're going to enjoy what Suzanne shares, so let me bring her on right now. Hi, Suzanne. Well, hi, Cherokee Billy. I'm so glad I'm in the right place. I've been floating around (laughs) looking for you. I know, you were lost in the uh, twilight zone, Lost right? in cyberspace, right, <laughs> but here yeah. we are. Well, we connected, and I'm so glad you joined me tonight. You know, I really appreciate your taking time out of your busy schedule. Thank you. And I'm sure people will enjoy this program. You know, I've known you for quite some time, and you're quite well known for your documentary you did on crop circles. You can tell people a bit about that and then what else you're doing. Well, sure. I kind of moved on from there, but that was a major, major focus. And I'm hoping now, with all the new uh, interest in the UFO, in the government's taking in UFOs, I hope that'll bring the crop circles back, because you know the documentary I made is the only one that got real recognition. I mean, I got a good review in the New York yeah. Times. They don't even mention the other ones, let alone review them. So um, fingers crossed that you know it'll have a new life because it's still important, even though it is. I, I think. What happened in the crop circle community, well, let's see, maybe i go back uh, why, why I was so interested in doing this documentary. Uh, what I'm really interested in is consciousness. How can we all wake up uh, this movement that's been going on for decades, some decades now? And um, so I'm always looking around for, you know, what are the tools or the possibilities or, you know, whatever's happening that could jolt humanity into a new understanding where we're not so greedy and, uh, you know, self-serving and where we become altruistic and compassionate and caring about the world. We've just got to make that transition. And and in a way, I would say the sooner the better, but even that doesn't really say it. We're so endangered now that we are one humanity um, with our whole uh, global system so interconnected. That makes us one kind of thing that's easy, let's say easy, to wipe out in one kind of thing. Uh, what happens if the Internet goes down all over the world, you know, or with this new oh. AI? It's the world. Wouldn't that be and something? I really? Mean, you, would, you would knock out the whole world because everything, not just, you know, people chatting or whatever on the Internet, but it controls so many systems, uh, electrical, water, you know, power. Yeah. I mean, wow. Everything, everything. Yeah, so we've everything. gotten so advanced that we're really good at these technologies, but, you know, the price we might pay is something disastrous. And so I'm always aware True. that time is of the essence. Uh, because we, as we change how we think, we change the kind of laws we make and the way we behave. And if we're a cooperative humanity, we're making all this stuff work the best. And if we're an antagonistic humanity, we're doing war, you know. Uh, I mean, it's unbelievable that we still make war. Oh, my God, we're bombing people. Oh, I mean, it just, it just blows well, my mind that we're doing that. 
walking up and shooting people straight on. Come on. It's just yeah, become uh, outrageous. Really, really. Well, I think it stems from a bit, I, I will get back to the crop circles, but I think it stems from the underlying uh, inequality in the world. I think when you look at everything that doesn't work and you look for kind of what's the at the bottom of it, it's how unhappy the world is with this control by the 2%, the 1%, and every It's like kings and serfs again. And a world is not going to, and it gets worse all the time. You know, that has typically over the centuries been a cause for rebellions. And uh, y- you just can't keep, you know, suppressing most of humanity because it will rebel. Um, and so here we are at this really dangerous point. So I'm always looking for, you know, fast fast fixes. I mean, say, oh, well, that's irresponsible. No, no, no. Maybe if we, I mean, if we're one one world so interconnected, maybe we could have one fix. Well, that's where the crop circles came in. Uh, if we were being visited, and the evidence was clearly that we were, that we, we had no way to make them all, which you'd see in my movie, and, and, and elsewhere, lots of evidence yes. that uh, some, something else is going on, not necessarily uh, from other planets or maybe from the future, maybe from another dimension. Who knows? I mean, the world is so mysterious. All we can do is look at what's happening and extrapolate and say, wait a minute, we can't, we don't have well, the technology to do those crop circles except the fake ones. But the crop right, right. ones, I mean, these were done thousands of years ago where there was no technology to even do such things, right? Well, and what's the end of that end? No technology. Oh, and then the crop circles? Well, they don't go yes, back thousands of years. They may. But in our reporting, they were uh, first started to be reported in the 80s, in the early 80s, I think. Oh, uh, I see. I was thinking of the ones like in Machu Picchu and different yeah. places. Those are very They're too old. far back to have enough evidence. But the evidence, when, when it started to be popular, uh, as I say, I think the early 80s, uh, was holy Christmas. And, you know, very detailed geometric analyses and how could they have done that? And, and you'd see there's so mm-hmm. many aspects to it that were fascinating. Uh, but, you know, human beings are human beings. A whole industry developed around this, uh, an industry and a community. I would go to England every summer uh, where I shot the film over several summers, not all summer. I would go for, you know, like three weeks a summer. It took me a few years to assemble my footage. Uh, and there was people from all over the world who would come as the researchers, the event producers, conference producers, book writers, photographers. We had a really, you know, one, wonderful community. There was a particular pub we would gather in uh, at the end of each day, and we would share the videos we'd made, the experiences we'd had. It was communal and wonderful, just like the world could be, except... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Then people started competing. Then the main photographer got the Aeronautic Commission in England, whatever it's called, to knock out the second one because she did helicopters she wasn't supposed to view in. Or they weren't. Com- I don't know, whatever it was. But all this ugliness started to creep in where people wanted the, the business that came out of the phenomenon. And it, got, it, it just got awful. It got awfuler and awfuler. And I do That's believe sad. that a few years ago, everything that was genuine left. 
And there are still hoaxers. There always were. And they've gotten better and better at it over the years. So you look at these things, particularly from the air, uh, where you can't see the lay on the ground, which tends to be messy from the hoaxers. Uh, and they're gorgeous. I mean, they're so beautiful. But the hoaxers, as I said, they've gotten good at laying these things down, laying the patterns down. Uh, and I think they've been all human-made the last few years. And if you got on, uh, let's see, I, I'd have to give you a pass. But the, my main my main website is suespeaks.org. And under my tab, Suzanne, there's a crop circle uh, link. And if you go to that, you'll my current opinion, the best books that came out, so, and, and links of how to get this documentary, which I think is free on Amazon Prime. They keep varying it. Sometimes it's $2 and sometimes it's free. But, it's, but my new document, newer documentary came out 10, 10, 12 years ago. It's called What on Earth? Question um, mark. So you can, you can find it there. Uh, but then, you know, when, when that source of inspiration kind of dried up, I, I had to go, well, what else can I do, you know? And um, so hop over to now. <laughs> I've poked around with a bunch of things, including producing for TED, where I thought, oh, I don't have to invent a platform. I'll just get to be a really right. first-rate TED producer. I had a lot of ideas for TED to improve it, and I thought, oh, they're really going to appreciate me. I'll be a TED producer. Well, <laughs> I don't know if you know in the course of events, the war that went on at TED where they started eliminating people who were too far out. And they, I mean, it's one of the mm. grand – it was the largest responded to somewhat science-related story ever on the net. The whole new age kicked in, and they were furious at Ted for what they had done. And, they, and then they found each other there, and it was a wonderful conversation about, oh, let's keep going, let's keep talking to each other. But we haven't done that. We don't have a place where we talk to each other. We have a lot of different um, well, well-intentioned and, you know, very respectable uh, organizations and websites but they're all separated. They have their own following. There's no uh, commonality uh, where we have a voice that speaks for us, you know, for the, let's talk about, you know, the more enlightened people or the consciousness people versus the Trump people or whatever. We don't have a voice. So there's no power behind what we set out to do or to change or to fix. Uh, just a lot of absolute fury at the at, at at the state of the world as it is and our government and oh we're eloquent about that and we're eloquent about what got us where we are you know what's the history mm -hmm. that got us to this horrible place we are where we're so antagonistic toward each other uh and um then there's a lot of um speculate not speculation uh, a lot of blueprints you might say for the future Oh, this is how it could be beautiful. Look, 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 the system, this education could work this way. Government could work this way. Uh, uh, yes, yes, there's, there's complaints about the past and, and, and uh, analysis of what got us here. There's beautiful visions for the future. How are we going to get there? How are we going to go from where we are to where we need to be? Well, one way would be evolution. The universe is constantly evolving. We could talk a lot about that. And eventually... Um, cream rises to the top and we, we, we would become an enlightened species if we have time to get there before we become an extinct species. You know, nobody is talking about that. And that is something that. that is, well, it is, you know, a, quite a possibility. 
And a lot of my views on these sorts of things come from the Bible, I believe, in the end-time prophecies. And so much of what is happening has been written about thousands of years ago. So I look at it and go, whoa, and there's a lot going on. And if people don't come together, like you're saying, in unity, in some way or form, it is going to be, so to speak, the end of man, for lack of a well, better word. Well, it easily could be. And if it's not the end, it could be disastrous, you know, uh, Absolutely. survival, uh, back to the Stone Age, you know. Uh, so to me, you know, I do, I'm doing actually what nobody else is doing. It's so bizarre. Who am I, you know? Uh, but I am looking for how do we, and, and quite intelligently, looking for how we go from where we are fast right now, work on it now to get to where we go. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of all premised on uh, notice, noticing that our government, our legislators, respond to funders over constituents now. They're all bought. So our government's that's not going to do it. So, so what? We'll do it. Well, that's what I'm looking for. And I, and I think of it as what can we, the people, do to be a force to get around government, just, you know, to get over government or to, or, to, or to push on government to do what it should do. And that's what my whole you know, basis of uh, what I'm doing now is all about. Uh, and I, yes. I, since February, I've been on Substack. Um, which came, everybody I was respecting who I was reading, uh, pundits, you know, they were all on Substack now. They've moved over there. And uh, it's a platform that's serious. It's, it, the, you won't find much um, garbage, you know. People don't fight with each other there or put each other down or what have you. It's high-minded. Mm-hmm. For a lot of actual real writers, and I even wonder, uh, do I belong there? I like to think I'm a writer, but I'm not a writer. You know, I'm not a fiction writer or a book writer. I write, and please God, it's intelligent, but it's a little different from most everybody else who's writing on Substack. I don't know. I think it's okay. I think there's, they're, they're all developing too, and I think there's room for a lot of formats. But I'm very proud of the stuff I'm putting on there because I'm really developing ideas that nobody else has uh, for this move that we could you know, what could capture humanity's imagination, like the crop circles might have. I, I, I just go back and say, if we knew we were being visited by another intelligence, I didn't sum that up, uh, that would change our consciousness. Just like when Galileo, Copernicus and Galileo took, you know, changed the order of the universe, the universe-changing order, and my favorite spokesperson for it is Brian Swim, he calls the current awareness, the current deep knowledge, the knowledge that the smart people have, more significant than Copernicus in the change it's going to make. And it's a change from seeing ourselves on a dead planet, just, you know, earth's dirt, uh, it's there for us to use, seeing ourselves that way, and as a, in, in the next iteration that science supports now only relatively recently when we when Hubble uh, showed us that the Earth, the uh, Milky Way galaxy wasn't the only one there only happened to be trillions of others <laughs> but it but it also showed the universe is expanding it's not fixed not sitting there in place for us to use it but it's ever developing that's an aliveness the new developments are an aliveness mm-hmm. and it, and humanity is the edge of creation as far as we we know it here on earth 
where we have this self-reflective awareness. We can think, we can change things, we can manipulate reality. And as such, it's a responsibility for us to do it well. Well, if we're in this evolving universe, we are one humanity evolving together. And if, if you, when you tune into that, it can touch you so with the privilege of being human and of being here, being able to take care of the earth, that it really is a massive shift of this um, self-service and greed and, you know, all the things that run the world now. And, you know, change the story and you change reality, you change the world. And so that, that's, what I, that's and, what I focus on. And I think that we do have a place, each one of us, no matter who we are, where we are, we can make a difference. It can be minor, but it can still have a ripple effect and change many other things. That's how I see it. So start well, you with definitely small. say that, but that wouldn't be the only thing you would say because really people do say, oh, I'm just one person. And that's kind of true. You know, do better uh, um, recycling or something. <laughs> no, that can't matter that much. Well, yeah, but... But, 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 first of all, one of the pieces that I wrote uh, on my Substack was uh, something about one person changed the world. I mean, like, maybe it could be me even, but, you know, I wrote about somebody who uh, did this incredibly wonderful thing on her block of 25 houses, and she organized them all to be in touch with each other uh, in the summertime to get together. Uh, you you know, I don't even know my neighbors. Mm -hmm. I've been here for decades. I live on a hill, so it's not like we can walk our dogs. There's no sidewalk. And honest to God, if I saw my neighbors in the supermarket, I would not recognize them. They've been there for years. It's so weird how we do this. Uh, but um, so where, where was I when, I when I went off into that? Okay, I don't know my neighbors. <laughs> uh Oh, so I wrote this piece about, you know, just an example of what one... So there are things one person can do, but that's not exactly... That's not my emphasis, nor is my emphasis on how, one, how each of us can wake up. I'm, I'm, I'm about how we can come together and be one humanity changing the world. Uh, I, decades ago, I was on what can we do to wake up when early on when I got into the human potential movement, it was all about my waking up. You know, what is this? What's going on? What am I as a conscious being? But I've moved on to try to unite all the conscious beings. Uh, and, and when I say who am I, I also want to say I do have some really stellar allies. Um, a, a lot of it, you, you couldn't find that. I'm doing private communicating with them, trying to come up with plans that, you know, we all could participate in for what to do. But you see a reflection of all of that um, in this um, Substack uh, um, platform that I'm on now. You know, if people go to my website, suespeaks.org, Sue stands for Searching for Unity in Everything, and somebody slapped that on me after I was producing for TED, and it was all the conflict of TED. Uh, I mean, too long a story to get into here. It's not going to be my platform. i got to do something else. And somebody said, well, you, why don't you go from TED Talks to Sue Speaks, and you be, be the platform, and, and so that's what I've done. And from there, you can connect to, um, you know, right from the heart of there when you first land on the site, you'll see that my current communication is coming from Substack, and it would get you over there. Um, 
Uh, I've got to say something here, Sue, for a moment. I see there's someone calling in. I do not know if they want to ask a question to you or not. Shall we take Whatever. It? We can see, see, see what they want. That's fine. Oh, it's fun left. to talk to people. They left. They left. Okay. So um, that ended that. They left. Anyway, yes, we would have taken your call. Sorry about that. Gone. But, yeah, they're gone. Okay. They left the moment I said it. So maybe they okay. were at the point of just leaving. I don't know. But anyway. Okay. Well, what know, I'm doing uh, now, Jerry, what you're up is what I'm, what Do you want to say something? you want to make a comment? And then I'll tell you what I'm no, focusing no, on ahead. now. Well, what I'm focusing on now in this kind of evolving I'm doing, how can we do this? How can we find a way to organize ourselves and uh, to be a force that, can exert power. What can we, the people, do? I have a lot of ideas for that, but the current thing at the forefront of that is this idea of changing our story and getting all the consciousness organizations to get behind, like like the plan to do things like go to the moon. Yes, a master intention. We will get to the moon. Well, I'd like a master intention that we will change our story and adopt this. What we call the universe story. Everybody knows we need a new story, by the way. Our story is um, uh, still a function of the science that we were doing 100 years ago, Newtonian science mm-hmm. on the dead earth. But we need a story for the living universe, for the evolving universe. Who are we there? And when we get that story, that's where we're one humanity. And so my contention is now... Uh, top of my list, if I can make it happen, is to get this master um, intention on the part of all the many, many groups that are dealing in this realm to come together and make, uh, however we do that, uh, we would get materials, particular materials for everyone to share, uh, that that we take on that intention, change the story, that 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 becomes the master intention because when we change the story from being greedy people on a dead planet to being sainted creatures who um, are caring about the earth, everything we do will change. Every law we make, every, you know, you try to move this issue. Oh, we'll try to fix it. No, it's being held in place by something deep. And unless you get to what's deep, which is how people what people think humanity is all about. You're, you're moving the deck chairs on the Titanic, speaking of the Titanic. Oh, my God. My latest post is about billionaires and you know, kind of calling attention to the folly of the, the super rich class who would pay $250,000 to kill themselves. Uh, my God. I mean, that, maybe that would even get their attention. To, what are we doing, us billionaires? We could save the earth, and they could. So that's a little side, you know, uh, uh, kind of um, promotion of mine, which is this very last um, entry that I made a couple of days ago. Um, but but that that's kind of you know what I'm advocating now. I I don't know if I'll be able to do it, but uh, but it's ser- serious advocacy working well, with these the people point you is, would know I'm working right. with. And you're making a point. You're doing it. You know, you're not just talking about, you're actively doing. And that's something important. Many people talk about doing something, but they never move on it. So you are making a difference. Well, the thing is, a lot of people are moving, but what are they moving on? You know, and I'm saying, no, come on, move in this direction. This is the one that can work. Um, 
So um, it's a struggle, though, because separation runs deep. You know, sometimes I contact somebody who I know knows what I know, is on my wavelength, and I say, come on, let's, let's talk together. No, I'm too busy writing a book. And I remember saying to one of the pundits, mm-hmm. look, you could do this, and it would absolutely, not absolutely, but it would, it would make massive change in the world, and you could just take on this, this role. No, I'm too busy writing a book. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, no. Well, yeah, people I, can't I, I, take sometimes 10 minutes out of their day, half an hour, and they can, but they just don't realize it often. Well, I'm telling you, most people are following their different. own tracks. You know, most people are talking to their students, the people who give them money, writing books, whatever, and they're not talking to each other. So that's one of my also fundamental advocacies. We need conversation. Uh, you know, how to how to deal with this need to have a voice. Oh, let's have some conversation so we can create these things that we need. But as long as we're not talking to each other, it's going to go along in its slow pace and we're in, you know, and, and keep us in the, the danger that we're in. But I was going to tell you this funny cartoon that I saw years ago. If anybody who's listening to you has any access to this cartoon, I've looked for it over and over online. You think you can find anything on Google. I can't find it. But this was the cartoon, little line drawing. And there were two doors. And um, the one door said heaven. And the other door said, lecture about heaven. The lecture about heaven had a long line and nobody was at the door of heaven. And that seems to me to be, you know, epitomized kind of what's going on. Everybody's talking, oh, it's so terrible. Oh, it should be better. Excuse me, let's get there. (laughs) So anyway, just a little bit of trolley there. (laughs) Yeah, and it's a good example, you know, again. People, I think, are often afraid of what heaven may be. That's one of the reasons that they wouldn't go. They won't learn about it first. You know, well, I want to make sure our that all the... What? Sorry, I, I, I'm such an impatient person. I'm inter- interrupting you. I, I was... shouldn't do that. Uh, Give me myself yeah, I a slap. I wanted to make a point, no. but that's okay. Anyway... But but I think you know what's going on is that um, people aren't jumping in. They're they're staying and in intellectualizing in their own material, not with each other. You know, putting out all this punditry about what's happening and how good it could be, and uh, and and here we sit. You know, nothing moves. You know, so I'm really you know I got some directive. I should maybe give you a little background about me. Um, well, we're running down on time, just to let you know. How much do we? We've oh, we only just got three four minutes, minutes left to the show. Aha, yeah. aha. You know, I, I neglected to ask you how long this was. I think I've yeah, given you my main program. points, though. You, you know, have. I was trying to get a summa cum laude from NYU. I was got supposed to get 100 on everything, and I did in college. And now I'm supposed to, I, I carry that over. I'm supposed to get 100 on the world. <laughs> so that's what oh, I'm working on. That could be the it. last thing I say. Well, that isn't the last, but that's a good point. You know, you are striving and making efforts to change things and to unite people. I think it's a good thing. Like one of the things me coming back on radio had to do for me was I felt it would be a way for people to have a place to go to come together a couple of times a week. You know, people who don't know what to do and where are they going. And that was one of my thoughts with this was bringing back a unity. Well, way. maybe you could bring a few of us back to have that conversation people aren't talking about. You know, I'd be happy to be part of that. I'd even tell you sure. who I would suggest that you 
add to the mix, you know, some of my favorites. Well, we'll talk about it, you know, after the program and see what I can do, (laughs) you know, because it would be of interest. And, you know, I do want to tell people that, you know, your Crop Circle uh, documentary was fascinating. It really was. And, you know, my uh, studies and stuff go back to the ancient ones, you know, like I mentioned Machu Picchu, because to me Mm -hmm. that's one of the most fascinating because it's so high up. And on the road going up to Machu Picchu, uh, the uh, Peruvian people have put signs saying, welcome aliens. They say they see them flying all the time around there. And they have signs (laughs) in every language welcoming them, you know, because they say they are that. And this is people who do not have television, radio, Internet. They are way up ah. there in the, yeah, and they, and they know what's going probably on. probably than us connected people, right? <laughs> Absolutely, and they live more peaceful life. You know, we're yeah. down to uh, a minute here, but for everyone, you know, again, Sue's mentioned her website. Please go over there. You can find yeah, out Sue's more Speaks. about her. Org. Let's say it again, Cherokee Billy. org. You can connect to everything of mine from there. That's great. And I really appreciate you taking the time to come on and be on my program. I'm sure people who are listening to it now and in the future are certainly going to get something from it. And I thank you very much for that. Well, thank you for giving me a chance to put it all together in one place. I really appreciate that. And what on earth, question mark, is the name of the Crop Circle documentary if you go looking for it? That's a good point, yeah. What on earth. And I saw it years ago and I really loved it. There's so yeah, much everybody loves it. there. Yeah, it's really Amazon the Prime. Best there is. Yeah. Anyway, we're out of time here. Thank you, Sue. And thank everybody well, thank you, for Cherokee listening. Thank you, Billy. <laughs> and remember, you can uh, look up Sue. You can look up my website. And we thank you. God bless. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. <laughs> well,